Tonight is the last part of our series, uh, Blind Spot, and we're talking about tonight the blind spot of being trapped, the blind spot of not knowing what is next. Uh, the passage that I'm about to teach from is one of my favorite of all time, and if you're here very long, uh, you're going to hear this multiple times because I seriously believe this is speaking to so many of us in the room of being in a place where you feel like you are doing absolutely nothing. You feel like you're trying, you feel like you're, you're working, you feel like you're going through the motions, but nothing is happening. And I want to tell you the story through Judges about Gideon, who is doing nothing, but God ends up using him in a crazy, mighty way. And so in Judges chapter 6, verse 11, it says this, The angel of the Lord, which is God, this is Old Testament, says, the angel of the Lord, this is Jesus, came and sat down under an oak tree in Oprah that belonged to Joash, the Abizurite. That was good. That was awesome right there. Abizurite. I don't know why I threw in that little accent for that time, but I did. Where his son, Gideon, was threshing wheat in a wine press. That is the worst job in the world, threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, I've, I've had some pretty bad jobs. I have, um, I worked at Chick-fil-A, good job. I worked at Discovery Zone. Anybody, anybody at all know what Discovery Zone is, okay? No one under, no one does, okay? It's like um, Chuck E. Cheese, but grosser, more gross, if that's a word, okay? Like, my job one of my jobs at Discovery Zone, like where kids come and have birthday parties and like you do whatever, my job was to clean out um, where they uh, would play and it was disgusting. It was so gross. Like that was my nightly job. All right, Michael, you're, you're cleaning the playroom area. And kids do a lot of gross things. It was disgusting. It was meaningless. All right, I also worked at a place called Spaghetti Warehouse. All right, it was awesome. Like I absolutely loved it. I worked at a um, I, I I worked at a restaurant. Um, what was the name of that place? I don't remember the name of it. It doesn't matter. One time, one time, they asked me, and I was like 16. Hey, the bartender didn't show up, so um, can you do this for the next hour? <laughs> no, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to serve alcohol to 21-year-olds, and they're asking me for a huda huda he and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. But I have, man, I've, I've, one time, I just remember this. I worked for a lawnmower service, a lawn mowing, lawn, lawn mowing, lawn, lawn service, going cutting people's grass. Me, me, okay? I rode in the back of trucks in Dallas, and I would get out of the, of the truck, and I mowed lawns. And then, I, then, I, then that grew in. I forgot all about this in my life. I'm just, we're having a moment right now, me going back of my jobs. Then that job turned into where I used, to, I used to install and fix sprinkler systems at people's houses. It was awesome. I didn't understand a word anybody was saying to me. I was the only one that spoke English, and I did, had no idea what I was doing, but I fixed sprinkler systems. And so I have had multiple jobs where I felt like I was doing absolutely nothing. And it was, by the way, me mowing lawns, um, that lasted a week. One week. 
It was so hot in Dallas. It was horrible. That was the, oh, and I was a pool guy. I just remembered that. I was a pool guy. I would literally, like my wife's just finding all the stuff out about me right now after all these years. Um, and so I would like go and fix pools and like change the light in pools. That was fun. That was really cool. And I got really tan. It was awesome. But maybe you in your life, you've done things, you've been a part of things. Like what am I seriously doing with my life? That's Gideon right now. He is in a wine press. Let me explain a wine press to you. A wine press is actually a hole in the ground, okay? And it said that he's threshing wheat, which means this. You're taking a pitchfork, okay? You're taking wheat, and you're throwing it in the air. The goal of that is that the wind takes that, and it separates the wheat, okay? And the good uh, will fall, and the bad will go away, okay? So that's that's what threshing wheat is. So he is supposed to throw it up in the air, and the wind takes it, and it does something with it. Well, he's in a wine press. It says that he's in a wine press, which means he's in a hole, which means there's no wind. That's horrible. That is brutal. That is loserish. He's just sitting there throwing stuff in the air, and it's just falling, throwing it, falling, throwing it, falling. That's what he's doing. Gideon. And so look what happens. So that's where he's at. He's in a hole throwing dirt and wheat up in the air. Verse 12. Now he's just doing this. He did this day in and day out. He is threshing wheat in a wine press. Loser job. Verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, now that's a moment right there, okay? When the angel, whatever, says Anything, first off, when it appears, whoa, when it talks, hey, okay, like, I'm in a wine press, oh, whoa, you're talking, angel of the Lord. Look what he says. The first thing this angel says to Gideon, throwing things in the air and is not going anywhere, the first thing he says is, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, if you're Gideon, You have no idea what he's talking about. You are clueless what he is talking about right now. The Lord is with you. Do you see me threshing this wheat? Mighty warrior? Like, he does not feel like a mighty warrior at this moment. That's like calling me uh, a Texas A&M fan. Not at all. Not a Texas A&M fan. If that offends you, good, all right? I'm not an A&M fan. That's like calling me a vegetarian, all right? It's like calling me skinny. I mean, there's just, it's just not, it doesn't make sense, all right, <laughs> at all. So, so he's sitting there like, You're, I'm a mighty warrior? What? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Okay, here's what's so cool about that. Is that God is not saying who he is. But God is calling him, check this out. If you're talking, I'd love for you to shut your face. Thank you. That's what the Lord said. He is saying right now to Gideon, mighty warrior, he's saying not where he is at this moment. Right now a lot of you feel like you're in a place that is horrible. You don't like where you're at. Well, I just want you to know God knows where you're going. God is calling him the name of who he is going to be. Not where he is now, but who he is going to be. And you know, that's pretty true with my life. I would have never have guessed that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. 
that I would have an amazing student ministry team, that we would have literally one of the largest Wednesday nights youth event, one of the largest Wednesday night youth events in the country happens in this room every single Wednesday night. I would have never guessed that God would use me to see people come to Christ or use me to, to, to lead a team of people to go and lead people to Christ. I would have never guessed, I would have never have guessed that when I was working at Discovery Zone or Chick-fil-A or mowing yards or whenever I would go home to my house and my parents were fighting and yelling and arguing or the time when I went home to my house and my mom said, hey, we've been evicted. You need to find a place to live. I would have never guessed that when I was walking down the street trying to find a place to live with my sister and my dog that God would be saying the entire time, hey, it's okay, it's okay. You're gonna be a fantastic pastor someday. And I'm not bragging on me and saying, hey, I'm a fantastic pastor, but I do know that God has used me. And I want you to know right now that you may be going through it. You may be just in the mess and in the junk. And I just want you to understand that God has an awesome plan for your life. As long as you continue to have that relationship with him. Some of you will make the choice to continue to walk with the Lord. Or some of you, your grandmother will call me when you're 19 years old because you're in prison, which happened to me yesterday. A teenager who used to come in this room and I know was trusting the Lord, made some decisions where he was not willing to grow in that relationship. And because of that, he made some choices that he will now be in prison for 20 plus years. The Lord has a fantastic plan for your life. But you have got to be willing to stick to his plan. Let's keep going. Let's, let's see this conversation. He is now having a conversation with the Lord, an angel of the Lord, capital L, an angel. This is actually the Lord that is talking to him. In verse 13, uh, he says, because he just said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And his response is, uh, <laughs> um, pardon me, my Lord, getting replied. He's so kind. He's so, he's so nice. Like, I'd be like, uh, what's happening? Okay, can I help you, angel person? He says, pardon me, my Lord. Lowercase l. There's a lot right there, by the way, in that lowercase l whenever he says, pardon me, my Lord. Getting replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Have you ever asked that question? If God's so real, then why is this happening? If he loves me so much, then we've all done that. Every one of us. If he's so real, then why do I keep failing my class, my grades? If he's so real, then why did I get in this wreck? If he's so real, why... Whatever. Why can I not get a date? If he's so real, then why do I keep getting acne? If he's so real, then why do I, all these things. You've done it. You're laughing because you've done it. We've all done it. So he's asking, okay, cool, mighty warrior person. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? I mean, he's, he's doing what we've all done before, Christians. Oh, if, he, if he's so real, then, why, then, then how come he doesn't do this? 
If he's so real, then why in the world did my father pass away? If he's so real, then what about my grandma? Why is it heal her right now? If he's so real, why is cancer still rampant all over the world? If he's so real, and we do that. And sometimes we do that when we're in the wine press and we're just throwing things up and we're, we're like, we have nothing, I have nothing. My life is horrible, things are happening, I cannot believe this. We're like, if he's so real, then why am I still in this hole? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the land of Midian. The Lord has abandoned us. God doesn't abandon his people. His people decide to go another direction. I'm going to visit this, this person, this young man, next week with Kale. We're, we're going to go visit him in jail. And I, I'm curious what that conversation is going to look like, but here will be my response. Is I just want you to understand that God never left you. You decided to do your own thing. A lot of times we blame God, but the whole time it was really us. I mean, he, I mean, Gideon's like, oh, if you're so great and big, then why are all these things happening? Verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, go. He doesn't even argue with him. He asks all these questions. Like, whoa, if you're so real, and oh, wait, you know, asking all these questions. In verse 14 he says, the Lord turned to him and said, go. Go in the strength that you have and save Israel. Am I not sending you? Notice that period right there. He says, go and save Israel out of Midian's hand, period. Because I guarantee you his face, because he's like, the, the Lord is telling him to go and crush people. And Gideon's like, I am the runt. I am nothing. I am wheat thresher in the wine press. And you're telling me to go and lead an army? You're telling me to go and do that? And so when he says this, he says, go, period, I guarantee Gideon is like, because look what he says next, period, facial reaction from Gideon, am I not sending you? Am I not sending you? God has crazy plans for people, like, Noah, you think, <laughs> if you don't know the story of Noah, here's, here it is. Picture your neighbor waking up, and then they're building an, a boat, a massive boat that takes up the entire, like, Firethorn is gone because it's a boat, all right? If that offended you, that's the only place I could think of. I mean, and you walk out and you look at your neighbor building this boat and you're like, what on earth? That guy is seriously drunk. We must Snapchat this and tell the world. We <laughs> and the, the news would be there. I mean, he'd be building a massive boat. We wouldn't call it an ark. Noah built an ark. We wouldn't say that in 2016. Nice ark. <laughs> we wouldn't, who says that? Nobody. Nice boat, bro. Are you okay? Yeah, man, a flood's coming. Yeah, what? A flood? Yeah, so what I got to do, I got to build this boat, and then we got to get animals, all the animals, uh, and they're going to go in twos. And they're all going to come in here, 
and then the flood's going to come, and they're all going to be in there, but we're going to be cool because the Lord's going to flood the world, the, everything. Okay, man. Cool, dude. I mean, can you imagine? That's the story of Noah. We just kind of go, and Noah, a two by two, and the animals came in, and they went away, and the bird flood, or the bird came, and then we, okay. But we missed the point that the dude built a boat. God's plans are crazy. Crazy. When he tells people to do things, it's not like the, hey, man, I just want you to go. I mean, he, he, there's crazy things he asks us to do. It's crazy that he asked me, me, of all people in the world, he asked me to be a youth pastor, just to be a pastor, just to be a Christian. I'm like, me? You want me to talk in front of people? Me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not very good at talking. Guys, I failed my preaching class in college. Failed. You're like, I know. I know why. You're not good. Thank you. Whatever. You're listening. But I failed it. I knew that was the end. Like, I got my grade, and it said, okay, it said D minus, okay, which is failing. I was like, I will never make it in life. God's plans for you, even though you may be like, man, there's no way I could do this. There's no way I can do whatever he is calling me to do. There's no way I could be a nurse. There's no way you could be a doctor. There's no way you could be whatever. There's no way I could tell my friend to come to church. There's no way that I could do. There's no way that I'm going to get through my parents' divorce. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I just want you to know the only way is he. The only way is him. He is the only way. He's the way that we make it. He's, he's it. He's it. We focus so much on what we can't do that we miss what we can do. Well, I can't do that. I'm just a dude in a wine press growing up weak. I can't do that. I'm just a sophomore. I can't do that. I'm just a sixth grader. I can't do that. I just, no, 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 no. You can. Why? Because of the Lord. Verse 15. Uh, pardon me, Lord. <laughs> They're having a conversation, Okay. I keep adding my own thoughts to it, but they are conversing. Pardon me, Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest, and I am the least in my family. He's saying again, I am nothing. I am the weakest. I am the smallest of my family. I have absolutely nothing. I am the loser. I Look at me now. I'm in this wine press. That's what he is saying to, to, to him right now. And how many times have we ever said that to God? Like, you know what, I, I just, maybe not even to God. Maybe not even to God. Maybe somebody asks you to do something, you're like, man, I can't. Look at me. Or there's no way I can do that because of. And how many opportunities, listen to this, students, have you missed out on because you thought you can't do it? But the thing is, is that you are right. You can't do it. He can do it through you. You can't do it. Gideon couldn't do what God is asking him to do. But Gideon did it because God did it through him. Anything. You can do anything. Anything you want. Story after story of what teenagers have done just keep flooding to my mind right now and how they have done great things for the Lord. 
what are you doing? Or really, truly, what are you not doing because of the excuses? And the whole time, God is saying right here in verse 16, I will be with you. Man, that's good. The whole time he is saying, I, I, I will be with you. Well, I'm not going to try out for that team because, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do this because... And the whole time God's like, look, I am right here with you. I truly do believe that there will be somebody out of this room that will go and do amazing things for Jesus Christ. That will go and absolutely crush it for him. But do you believe it about yourself? I do know this, that you guys are one of the most evangelical evangelistic students I've ever had in my life. That means this, you are willing to tell other people about Jesus and invite them to church and watch them accept Christ. You do it all the time. It is amazing. It is seriously, seriously amazing. So, I'm curious. Has there ever been something that has been put on your mind that the Lord wanted you to do and you haven't done it yet because of the excuse, because dot, dot, dot. I would love to know what that is so I can help you get rid of the dots and get rid of the well and help you go and do it for him. I'm not talking about a Bible study at a school. That's great and I will help you. That's awesome. That's amazing. Let's do it. We can help you. I'm talking about, man, you want to open a, I don't know, I don't know, a coffee shop and you want all that money and all that stuff to go to missions, or you want to do, you, I, I don't know. I have no idea what, what it is that, that, I guarantee you someone in here has, has had an idea like that, but you're like, well, I just, I, my parents don't even want me to go to church, so I just, I can't do that. Let's get rid of the excuses, because here's what's going to happen. Years later, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, I wish I would have tried. And that, in my opinion, is one of the worst things you could ever say. I just wish I would have tried. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Let's never say that. And let's say, I'm so glad I went for it. And you may fail, but be glad that you went for it. Because the Lord is with you. Now, right now in this room, you may be, I may be talking all this business and craziness, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about with this Lord, and he's with you, and he helps you, and he does all this. What? That's weird. I don't understand that. Well, let me tell you what that is. That's called having a relationship with Jesus Christ. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you are saying, Lord, you are the Lord of my life. That means he literally, the Holy Spirit will come into your life and will change the way you are. And then you can have a personal relationship with him, with God. And you're able to pray to him. When you read the Bible, it is the Lord speaking. It's the word of God. And also, there's so much more into this, but also meaning whenever you do die, which we all are going to die, when you do die, 
and you die a Christian who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you ask Christ into your life, whenever you do die, that means this, you will spend eternity with Jesus. Period. And that's real. And that should give you hope. And that should give you peace. And this Lord is very real and he personally changed my life when I was 13 years old took me from one way and completely and radically changed me. And so many in this room have, have had that. And you're walking with him, you've grown with him. And tonight I wanna give everybody in this room an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ into their life for the very first time and make him the Lord of your life. So with no one looking around, 